there. Welcome to Imperfectly Pollyanna, a podcast where we have real and honest talk while finding the positive in the imperfections, whether in homeschool, faith, health, or overall life. I am your host, Courtney, and I am so glad you're here. Lou Holtz said, it's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. Why is it that we tend to make stress and everything that falls under it as a prize worth bragging about? How many times have you or someone you know said something like, I got three hours of sleep last night, or I'll sleep when I'm dead, or you would not believe the amount of stress I am under. I've been guilty of a few of those myself. I am convinced that there are people who just don't know what to do with themselves if they aren't unhappy, stressed, and having interrupted sleep. I am equally convinced, however, that life is better when we learn how to properly deal with the negative and focus on doing better. The question today is, can you find good in stress? Stress. We've all felt it. When people say, how are you? I often wonder if they truly want to know how I am because some days I would likely like to yell out, I am stressed out. While the extrinsic effects of stress vary by the individual, stress impacts the body regardless. Specifically, stress impacts how your body responds to the aging process. Now, speaking of aging... Okay, did you know that the current rumor is that women who have a side part and wear skinny jeans are considered old by the younger crowd? I'll have you know, I wear a side part proudly, and I actually hate wearing jeans. Give me leggings all day, every day. Granted, I think the trend, I'm not sure, but I think it is apparently flare jeans, which I used to love in the 90s. I could totally rock that. Well, I loved it until it was raining and the bottom four inches of my pants were sopping wet. I wonder if this means that it will actually come back in style to have the body of the actresses in the 50s. Hmm. You know, the ones with the thicker waistline and high-rise swimsuits because I could totally go for that. I took a side road there. Sorry about that. Let's get back on topic. (laughs) Stress also ages the heart and can lead to high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and high blood sugar. It also elevates your heart rate, which can wear the heart out over time. Now, if you need to check your stress level, just go on and scroll through your social media accounts these days. Guaranteed you'll have a good pumping of blood. Actually, I take that back. Let's not do that, okay? Because we are here to find the good and not exacerbate that sort of drama, right? This past week, my aunt was found to have had a heart attack. Unfortunately, four of my dad's siblings have now experienced heart disease, so it's imperative for us to be proactive in both reducing stress physically as well as eating foods that help reduce stress on the body. Now, food is a completely different topic for another day. Stress has also been shown to weaken the bones, make you sick, and even make you fat. High levels of stress hormones or cortisol raise the body's blood sugar, which can then lead to insulin resistance, and also aggravate conditions like heartburn and inflammatory bowel problems. The list of negative health impacts that stress has on the body goes on and on, but I'm sure you get the point. Let's focus on what you can do to prevent suffering of any of these stress-related issues. I'm going to cover five ways that you can mitigate effects of stress, and then I'm going to share tips on relaxation. How's that sound? First, let it go. 
I know, I know. You're now singing the song that shall not be mentioned in case you have a young listener around who will continue the rest of the day with that earworm. (laughs) You're welcome. But yes, let that stuff go. If you can't change it, don't worry about it. Oftentimes, our reactions to stressful situations causes more problems than the situation itself. For example, in homeschool land, I have seen, both in myself and in other families, where they stress about how school should look like at home. We have it in our heads that because if we've gone to public school as a child ourselves, that we need to have it look a certain way, be a certain way, and have a certain outcome. Whenever in reality, that is not what homeschooling is about at all. Homeschooling is not school at home. So something that I've had to learn the hard way, multiple times I might add, is that I've got to let some of that expectation of what I think it should look like, I've just got to take it and let it go. Because in the end, it's not about how we impress other people or what our kids can spout off from memorization. Are we truly educating our children and cultivating a love of learning to them? That might mean that one day our school time looks like a couple of hours. Another time it might look like life skills being taught. There are so many different ways that homeschooling can look and be enjoyable and less stress. And part of that begins when you let go of the expectations that you originally had planned, which I've mentioned in previous episodes. So first, let it go. Number two, shift your focus. Instead of focusing on the problem, focus on the solution. By doing this, you divert your energy away from the problem to how to fix it, which gives you more control over the situation. Ultimately, the stress of not being in control is what causes me to spiral sometimes. So shifting focus really makes a difference. Third, practice redirection. When you're stressed, it's easy to focus on the negatives of the situation. This doesn't do you any good. When you find yourself in a stressful situation, pause, take a deep breath, and redirect your mind to focus on positive thoughts and images. Speaking of breathing, tip number four is breathe deeply. You can balance your hormones and increase oxygen, both of which help calm your body's response to stressors. So take a deep belly breath. Let's actually practice that right now. I want you to take a nice deep breath in through your nose for three seconds, nice and slow. Now hold it for one, two, three, and now let it out through your mouth for one, two, three. Rinse and repeat. Last, number five, get moving. That's right. Exercise is the best medicine for stress without the mood flattening side effects of prescription pills. Plus, you have the added benefit of knowing that people who move more are bothered less by stress. This is one of the most difficult for me to make a habit because after I've run the kids to their activities and tried to get life juggled between home and work, I just want to sit and veg out. You know what I mean? When I'm actually in the habit of moving my body every day, then it is a ripple effect. I begin to feel better and motivated to do it again the next day. Exercise doesn't mean spending hours at the gym. It simply means doing something 
that gets you up and your blood pumping a bit. Whatever you will do, that's perfect. We love dance parties to Elvis at our house personally. When I was going through fertility treatments, it would feel like nails on a chalkboard if someone mentioned the words, just relax. Yes, yes, I'm aware. There are plenty of women out there who have simply relaxed and gotten knocked up. But for those of us that have not been blessed with that being the only issue, it might as well be a smack in the face. As women in general, hearing someone say, just chill out or relax, honey, well, I'm sure we can all imagine the lightning speed our eyes roll out of our head and down the street. (laughs) However, there are ways that we can find relaxation. This week over on my Facebook page, I asked for tips on reducing stress. There was some great discussions from music to oils to exercise and things called happy lights. I'd like to chat about a few ideas. First, daily meditation. Be mindful and be aware of your thoughts. Learn to become more sensitive to your internal workings by adapting a daily meditation practice. For me, this includes devotional time, prayer, and journaling. I recently started using a thankfulness journal by the Thinking Tree with a couple of friends. It's very simple, even includes some coloring, and helps keep perspective. Plus, I mean, it's fun doing something with friends. I am still using my Bible in One Year app, which I am also loving. Taking time first thing in the morning or right before bed, or both, is so important for your mental well-being. You don't need anything special or fancy, a simple pad of paper for writing down thoughts and gratitude, a Bible, devotional, whatever works for you, and you're good to go. The key is consistency. And before you start saying, well, yes, consistency, that's the issue. Well, if we want to feel differently, we have to change what we're doing, right? Habits aren't formed overnight. They're also never formed if you never start. The second thing is relaxation exercises. Try yoga, meditation, or even a walk around the neighborhood. Yes, it's currently freezing in um, the area that I live in, but just a short 10-15 minutes is perfect. Doing relaxation exercises does so many wonderful things for your body. Not only to relax, but it helps with digestion and brain health, which in turn helps your body to relax. It's one big happy circle. The third idea is imagery. Counteract external and internal stressors by filling your mind with positive thoughts and replays of pleasant scenes. I personally struggle with anxiety and being able to control images in my head really help. It could be a memory that brings you peace, a Bible verse you can envision, or even pretending to relax has helped me. I go to a chiropractor on a regular basis and due to a trauma in college, I have this insane fear of my neck being popped or injured. So when I have my neck adjusted, I literally force myself to focus on my breathing and imagine myself relaxing. It works. My last suggestion is music. Now, I'm sure this seems like a given to so many, but man, I just love music so much. I went to college for music with a concentration in vocals. Don't worry, I'm not going to start singing. (laughs) I lead worship at our church. I even sing and play in a country rock and blues band. Well, I mean, when venues are open, that is. Listen to whatever music relaxes your mind and body. When the kids and I are doing fun schooling journals, we enjoy listening to classical music specifically for studying. I believe the album is called Einstein Study Music. Now, my kids enjoy it because they say it sounds like Minecraft music. (laughs) Music for me is a way to feel. So depending on the emotion I'm needing to let out, 
I change what I'm listening to. I am really loving Maverick City Music right now. They're a gospel group, and if you ever have the chance to look them up on YouTube, you won't be disappointed. Of course, when the kids and I have dance parties, it is typically Elvis, The Greatest Showman, or basically whatever we are feeling in the moment. Stress is inevitable. It is how we deal with it that determines whether we come out on top or succumb to it. Now, I'm not telling you that you can never feel stressed or negative. Gracious, our creator gave us emotions. If we walked around all day like everything was fine and hunky-dory and we had no problems, we would be hypocrites. Yet, if we live in a state of constant stress, not doing anything to reduce it, then we are doing a huge disservice to our heart, mind, body, and soul. The question today was, can there be good in stress? While stress itself is not a good thing necessarily, there can be good when we choose to be proactive. Taking time to let it go, refocus, redirect, remembering to breathe, move our bodies, and practicing gratitude will begin to change your outlook. Like Lou Holt said, it's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. How are you carrying your load today? Are you wearing it like a proud badge, putting it on every day like a jacket to keep you warm? Or will you give that burden to the Lord and let Him carry it? Will you make decisions today to lessen the load so you can focus on the good, the blessings, the gift of life itself? I hope that answer is a resounding yes. Remember, habits aren't formed overnight, but they'll never happen if you never start. So start today, right now. I believe in you. I'm hoping this podcast finds its way to someone who may be needing some positivity with her faith, homeschool, health, or life. If that's you, you found a friend who understands. If you have someone in mind that might relate, please share this podcast with her. I'd love to connect and hear maybe something that you would like to hear on this show. Feel free to find me on Facebook and Instagram or send me a quick hello over at imperfectlypollyanna.com. Also, make sure to subscribe so you can get alerts for new episodes. I've put all of that in the show notes for you. Remember, you are loved, and I am glad you're here. See you next time.